Hello, this is Eric with the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today on episode 15, we're going to have Pamela and Scott, who met on Match.com. They would be an incredible success story. These are friends with Michelle, and we have just about an hour and a half conversation with them. And now, on to the show. It looks like Pamela is here. Hello. Pamela, do you just prefer Pam or Pamela? Pamela. Okay, Pamela's good. Now we have to wait for Michelle. Now, if you've listened to the podcast... Michelle is either making tea, <laughs> she is eating, or she's trying to walk the dog. <laughs> well, she, I listened to one of the podcasts, but I could, I didn't hear that part. And Scott is connecting separately. You may see him now. I see him. He's connected. Hello, yeah. Eric. This How is you doing? Let me, let me text Michelle. To, she might be mid, uh, mid microwave or mid bite. <laughs> It's like I swear I can't get that girl to sit down for like a minute. Like yeah. she, she's she fidgets all the time. I know. <laughs> so let me let me text her separately. Hello, Pamela. Hello. I'm Scott. Hi, Scott. How are you today? I'll be with you. I'll be with you on this panel. I look forward to hearing your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I know. It'll be nice. I might get to know you better, huh? That's good. This is good. <laughs> this is true. We get to do the deeper dive. It's like, Eric, what, I, oh, Eric, what, Michelle Eric, says she's what, coming. Okay. Eric, what part of the world are you in? I'm in Southern California, like Michelle. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So are we? We're, we're in. I'm in Huntington Beach. Uh, I live in Laverne, which is about I don't know 40 minutes from you. Oh, Michelle is here. Hello. Are you eating? Are you eating? No, I was on a call and in the middle of trying to put out a fire and I was like, I got to go. And then Brianna called me. (laughs) (laughs) It's been one of those days, man. Let me just say. It's been a little bit of a nutty day, but that's all right. I think it has to do with the blood moon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, the, The blood moon that I kept telling Michelle just look up and she's like i don't see it because <laughs> it was it was hidden the marine layer it was not easy to see no no michelle i went to the beach and i saw it perfectly uh well i did finally see it when i was on the 405 and on the way to the airport so that was when i saw it uh, uh other than that though i it, there was marine layer and um, it was kind of crazy because I only saw like a sliver. So anyway. I, I saw it at nine and then I woke up again around 11, 1130 and it was very cool. It was like grayish, whitish, blurry. It was really interesting. The orange red part was gone by then, oh. um, but it wasn't full like flashlight full moon. It was really cool. Interesting. Yeah, I, we didn't have the marine layer here, and so it was, it wasn't as red as I thought it would be, but it was still pretty cool. Yeah, Gary sent me a picture of it, and uh, it actually looked, it looked kind of reddish from his, but even in his picture, the whole moon wasn't showing. I mean, yeah. that picture you sent me, 
Eric, I don't know where you took that or found it. Uh, my friend Francis, Francis took it, but he's a professional photographer. So, yeah. So Super duper camera. Cool, yeah, he's got all the cool stuff. Gotcha. I mean, he travels gotcha. the world taking pictures of people. So that's all he does. All right. Can you give me just one second? One second. T? T? No. Snacks? No, not T. P. <laughs> So we, so Scott and Pamela, we were actually, I was actually going to start putting a poll up every week. The, what is Michelle doing other than talking? (laughs) (laughs) And so last week, she, last week she learned finally where the mute button was on the wisdom app, (laughs) which is the app we use to talk to each other. And I could tell when she came back off mute, she was eating because her mouth was full. You could hear. Yeah. yeah or, <laughs> how do you know Are you I'm talking? Eating? How do you know I'm eating? <laughs> Your mouth is full. <laughs> uh oh. Oh my goodness. Oh, there I am. Okay. Okay. So. Can you hear me? Yeah. It's Scott, you sound you sound different. You sound different than you did before. Did you change your? I'm on my uh, my AirPods. AirPods. Mm. Yeah. Are they charged? They are charged. Daisy has been fed. <laughs> anyway, if by chance we lose, what will happen is the may or may not stop, and then I'll re I'll reengage again, and then send a send a link again to everybody. Um, when we did it with Maria, it was pretty seamless. Uh, but at one point, uh, we lost me, and then I tried to fix it, and I ended up killing the recording. So. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and then you just resent us the link. Yeah, I resent a, a different link, and then you know I through audio editing software I can just put it together. So it's pretty simple. So how's you... the how is the um, sound quality? Do we need to get off Wi-Fi? Um, I think that's only on Wisdom, but I, I get off Wi-Fi anyway in case I okay. have any, in case I have any dips. Okay. It seems Do you like want my... us off of Wi-Fi or just you? No, I think it, we're with Wisdom. I don't think we uh, with this one. I don't think we have a problem. But okay. uh, did did both of you meet on Match.com? Oh, yes. hold on a second. Yes, we did. Okay. On away. Yes, we have to have Wi-Fi on. Are we good, Michelle? Yeah. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I can hear all Scott good. And I can hear Pamela. Yep. Yeah, right. we met on, we met on Match dot com. Okay, let me let me just do a little bit of an intro real quick. Uh, hello, everyone. This is Eric with the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today is episode 15. We're going to have Pamela and Scott, who met on Match.com. They would be considered a success story. And on to the show. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Hey. Hi. So how long were both of you looking online before you guys met each other um i had been on match.com for for uh, months if 
probably years cumulatively, but I had been off it for quite some time and I was away on a trip. And when I came back on a trip, I got back on Match.com for about three weeks to a month. And that's when I first contacted Pamela. Nice. Mm. And I never did And Pam, how about dating. you? Yeah, I never did online dating my entire life. And in December of 2020, I thought, hmm. And I did another dating Pamela. site. You can't hear me. Mm. You can't I can hear, hear you. Okay. I can hear you, Pamela. Michelle can't. Um, anyway, I um, got on a different site and only met people who were out of town. Tried that and met somebody and went, oh, this is too hard, long distance. And someone said, primematch.com. And I thought, oh, man, way too many people. Um, th this is going to be really crazy. And someone said, well, you got to get really clear on your profile. And so um, I put some things, if you do this, this or this, don't even bother reaching out to me. And I think I got on that in July and Scott and I met um, in August. So awesome. not very long. Not, that, that's fantastic. I mean, it, it's, one of, it's one of the common themes that we have over and over again, where I, I'm kind of a person that will go in and I'll be... I'll, I'll go very hard on it, maybe for one month. And then after that month, it's like, I kind of need a rest. I kind of need a break from it. And it's always interesting how you see the same people over and over again, no matter how, no matter what point in time it is, there's people that always seem to be like permanent residents of match.com. <laughs> I, I don't know how that works exactly. I don't well, know. And Go ahead. In my experiences, it was similar people if I tried to do within a certain radius on two different sites, too. So it was like, oh, my gosh, I can't even get away from that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're like looking on Bumble or Match or Zeus, it, seem, it seems like you would run into the same group of people if you tried to make it a tighter radius to your location. Yeah. Michelle, are you back yet? I'm here, but I can't hear Pam at all. Did you ditch the earpods, like I said? Yep. Okay. All I, all I can hear is Scott. That's. Do you want me to ditch my earpods? No. I can hear you. Okay. Uh, why don't you do this, Michelle? Why don't you disconnect and then reconnect? Okay. Th through the link. Okay, she's off, but she'll come right back. Okay, so, so that... So, so what were what were some of the key things that both of you were looking for? I mean, both of you, were you both kind of in that space where you were looking for a long-term relationship? Yeah, I believe I was. Um, the way I approached Match.com, by the way, through the, through the months before was I, I tend to treat it really seriously. So I, I, would get in, I would get involved in conversations with different women online. And um, it got very tiring because it's really hard to carry on conversations on a match.com site. So, Eric, what you said earlier about kind of after a month, you had to, like, leave it alone. That's yeah, kind of, you, that's kind of my like law. That. You almost need a decompression period because, yeah. you know, and, and, and I'm a firm believer that there are some people, no matter how long of a conversation you have with them, you are never going to meet them in person. Yeah. 
as to why that is, I always assume they're in a relationship, they're married, they're just wanting some stimulation or some affirmation some way, somehow. Yeah. Because, or they're, they're very good at, at messaging, but they're terrible introverts. They're horrible introverts and they can't make that next step. Yeah. I think you might be right. So, so with my experience with Pamela was, was, uh, I think it was August 11th, 11th, yeah, August 11th. <laughs> and I was online engaging in conversation and what I saw in Pamela, everything that was on her match.com lined up perfectly with what I was looking for. Um, it was ridiculously great match and I was astounded. Um, so when I started that conversation, you know, we did, you know, a little back and forth conversation on match.com and then pretty soon thereafter, we took it off match.com and we shared emails and, um, you know, back to your question, Eric, I was, I think I was looking for a long-term relationship. I had just gotten off of a long distance hiking experience. Oh, wow. A lot of solitude. So I think looking back on it, especially, I think I was looking for long-term but uh, it was amazing how how aligned uh, Pamela and I were, and still are here going on nine months. It's been it's been spectacular. That's fantastically well. I mean, I think that sometimes you can have a person that you meet and they tick all those boxes. I mean, every one of us has a certain number of boxes that we want to have checked, especially at a point in life like I'm fifty six. I know Michelle's in her fifties. And we were both married before, Michelle a little bit longer than I was. And you get to a point when you're post-divorce and you're in your singlehood and you're starting to look for a long-term relationship. But sometimes meeting that person at exactly the right point is also as important as having all those boxes checked. And Pamela, I... I remember when you had first gone out with Scott, how you were pretty much like right away. Uh, I think this might be something. Yep. And um, after not that long, I mean, you had been on a couple other sites and had some interesting <laughs> meetups that I have referred to on our podcast before. The, the van guy. The van guy. The Remember how you were going to see some Grateful Dead band and you're like, do you think Kyle and, and you could come and meet us here? And I'm like, hmm, I think I'm going to be hard pressed to get my son to go to a Grateful Dead bar. But let me track you and I'll yep, touch I base with location. you. <laughs> yeah. So I put you, put you on my location and we followed each other. But I just remember after um, hearing some of your stories and then you met Scott and you were like, I think there's something about this one. And it was fast that, that you guys really, started spending a lot of more time together. And I think you just both knew, which I think is pretty incredible. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I, I went back into my journal. I journal regularly and um, and I wrote in after the very first coffee meetup, potential LTR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that so was how... after two hours of a coffee gathering. So how long, how many dates did you go on before you knew, would you say? Well, you know, we had a number of dates and then I went out of town and he went out of town. So, and we had like three weeks of not seeing each other. Um, And for me, when I, when I was out of town is when it got really clear for me. So, so the, 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 the few weeks that you had apart, you definitely started having that feeling like, wow, I really miss this guy. Well, so, we kept connected, um, text, FaceTime, you know, talk, and um, and it just kept, it was just, it, we were connecting more and more and more, and, um, and it's like, this is, this, like, there's, we're in the same phase of life, we, we have, our children are similar ages, our children are doing similar things, and um, there's just a lot of, and then we just have similar interests, and um and as we started learning all of that, or as I started learning of him, um, it just got really clear of like, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, this is going to work. <laughs> what I yes. found, or I want this to work. <laughs> what I found interesting was how the two of you expressed how how much contact you needed or didn't need, and you were very specific about space. Well, and I, I. Scott had a term he said, he goes, we're both robust individuals. And that's very true. We are very, we both have very full lives and activities and uh, hobbies and things that we enjoy, but we also like to be in partnership. So we're not needy. Um, we, we love being together, um, but we're not needy when we're apart. So there's not that well, you mean you went and did something without me? There, that doesn't even enter into our relationship. That's fantastic. And answer to your earlier question about when did I know, I think I knew on date three, which is only about two weeks after I first met Pamela in person for that coffee meetup. Um, our first three dates, I think our, our first real date after the coffee meetup, I think it was eight hours long. Is that correct, Pamela? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the second one was probably five plus hours long. And the third was four plus hours long. And I got to see and be with Pamela in different situations. um, And we did different activities. And I think by the end of the third date, I was pretty sure I was, that was long-term and I'm, I'm in it a hundred percent. So that's about two weeks after we first met about a, a month after we first contacted each other. And we did yeah. have we did have good discussions when we took our discussions off Match.com um, onto email, and this is before we met. Um, I I got a lot out of those emails too, because uh, we could we could we could communicate a little bit more fully on the email vehicle rather than .com. And, and so, how long did that take you to migrate from Match to email? Would you say? Oh, we did that pretty quickly. Yeah, we did it quickly. That's not I, um, yeah, I, maybe I, two or three emails on match. And you said, let's go 
to our own email. I mean, it, we yeah, it was pretty quickly, and then we started longer emails when and it then works in our own account. How, how long, I guess, after you guys made your first match, did you actually go on a date? Well, it was a little bit because we we connected. I love this because he. He noticed me and I said, thank you for noticing me. <laughs> and, um, and then he said, thank you for noticing me. And, and then um, my brother was coming into town. And so I said, I can't meet until he leaves. Well, when he left, then um, Scott's children were coming into town. So we didn't meet until August 26th. So it was what, 15 days after our first initial connection. A long 15 days of waiting. It, it felt like a long 15 days. <laughs> it did. It was, I mean, we were emailing and I remember he's a, so Scott has authored a, a sci-fi book and, and I said a, on my profile, there was a book I was reading and he goes, well, what do you, how do you think this would da 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 da? Cause I'm interested in this. And, and so I'm like explaining all this stuff. And then he sends me these quotes and I'm like, wow. And then I didn't realize they were from his book. Wow, this is you. so cool. And I'm like, okay, this is a guy who like likes to think and learn. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. <laughs> that is good. Someone yeah. someone with intellectual curiosity is definitely high on my list as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and especially after a couple of the spiritual singles. <laughs> dates you had been on um well and just past relationships where you know i don't read books it's like how do you do that i like because i i'm a avid reader and so scott so it's nice to meet someone who reads like i do he probably reads more than i do actually i on on match i could tell that pamela was a person of substance and a lot of my experiences on match is it's hard to get a sense of the substance of a person. There's a lot of surface stuff, but it's hard to get a feel, especially from a profile about the substance of a person. And that came across really clearly to me for Pamela. It's like, wow, this is a different person, different in a good way. I personally look at profiles and how much effort it seems they put into it. Yeah. And I always equate the effort that someone puts in a profile, whether it's the photographs or the words to the amount of effort that they might actually put into a relationship. Yeah. Hmm. I think you're right. You can, one can tell if it's, if it's just somebody that just like threw a profile together, like overnight and it's kind of just a, a surface sketch. And but wait, 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 Scott, I just wrote that in like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the two minute people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, there's a there's a website that I like called OkCupid, and it's one of the few websites that will literally let you write as much as you want. And my profile on there, there I had one evening of inspired thought, and I just started typing, and I said, "The person who gets this will get me," and it's it's bordering on manifesto length. It's definitely <laughs> long. It's probably one of the longest profiles I've ever read. Do you have a table of contents on that? Eric? There's no table of contents. <laughs> but I, every once in a while, I would get a message from someone saying, like, that was a really interesting profile. I don't think we're a match, but that was a really interesting <laughs> profile. Yeah. You well, know, because but... there's two extremes, right? Because I have come across many people that really 
don't write anything. They just do the bare minimum. Um, you know, I, I can't even, I can't even remember, um, because it's been so long. The one sentence profiles. Yeah. Well, and, and I, after reading profiles, I want people to tell me a story about themselves. Don't say I'm kind, I'm this, I'm, you know, affectionate. I'm it's like, no, tell me a story about what that demonstrates that because then I get that you really are that versus you can just throw those words out all day long. doesn't mean anything. Tell me a story that of what, when you acted kind or when you were affectionate mm. or whatever. Um, I think that I, I you get always, to know somebody was, better. I always ask people to tell me about their last, you know, significant trip and, and who they went with, what it meant to them. What did they see? You know, and what was what was important about going to that place? Eric, you mentioned uh, somebody saying your uh, manifesto is interesting. That word interesting for you listeners out there. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Oftentimes, I would receive a response saying your profile looks interesting. Interesting can mean anything. It can it mean, could mean they, they they could mean they think I'm the weirdest person on the earth or they're okay. really intrigued. So, you know, I would recommend saying something your profile, you know, and say something more substantive than it is interesting because it's such an ambivalent term in in, in a match in a match world. No, but true. But every time I went and looked at their profile, uh, like Michelle, I'm a very active person, and then. Every time it seems like the person sat down and read it, they were definitely on the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, the the most exercise they're going to get was going to be knitting on the sofa. Maybe <laughs> they're the only ones that had the time to read your, your manifesto. <laughs> because if they were active, they wouldn't have had an hour. <laughs> well, I, I always, I always kind of, uh, you know, the first messages you have back and forth, I think are like really important to the dynamic. And sometimes when you just get those messages that say, hi, or how many times can you answer? How's your day going? Yeah. You know, you, oh my God. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seem, it seems like everyone is asked that, that same question. Yep. So and you know, talking you about Scott, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Pam. Oh, okay. Um, so when Scott and I first started the back and forth, we were posing thought-provoking questions to each other. That's excellent. Of, what do you think about this? And I mean, I remember one of them, I was like, okay, I got to like, I got to write this and then revise it and really think about this because I want to <laughs> articulate how I really think about it. I mean, it wasn't just a, hi, how was your day? Which mm. speaks about who he and I are. I mean, we're people of depth, so we're not the kind of people who like to stay on the surface. We get bored with that. Um, so you, that's, that's a match about, for us. You cared about your grammar and punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. yes. You've got a therapist and a professor. So imagine <laughs> the thought-provoking conversation that must occur between these two. Yes. My, my ex-wife it, was, a, was a college professor. So, yes. Uh-huh. And, and what was fun is because of what Scott's field of study is, to me, it can be macro social work and my master's is in social work. And so he's looking at systems and 
and, and how they impact people at a very macro level. And I'm doing it at an individual level as a therapist. So it was really fun to have conversations um, and explore that. And I think he liked it too from my micro level and then his macro. So it was, it was enjoyable. Yep. So how, when, when do you, um, when do you think you guys, cause I guess we're allowed to say this, but you guys are talking about um, in the fall or in the near future, um, moving in together about how long do you guys think you were dating when that conversation started? Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's coming up, it's coming up on nine months. Uh, we've been talking about it. We first brought it up about six months, six months? at the six month mark, about three I months think? ago. That sounds about right. Yeah, that does sound about right. Yeah. Six All months of dating, is... that, that, that's, that's, a, that's a good time for that conversation to happen. Yeah. Pamela just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew it must be love. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we started talking about it more like a conceptual. And then we decided we both were interested in it, but not right now because that would be too soon. And so we said, let's look at the fall. Plus we, I've got some travel and he's got some travel coming up. And so we're not even gonna be around most of the summer together. Um, so there was some logistics as well, but, but we said, and with the you know, caveat that you can say in the summer, need to rethink that. So really keeping it fluid and not like a commitment that you can't change your mind got it that's good it's a it's a big next step yeah and how did you how were you able to integrate your families and how did that go over we both have two kids and they're roughly the same age they're both, uh, all four of them are, are in their, in their, in their, in their twenties. So that part, that, that part was part of the compatibility. That's uh, good. Pamela's kids have been incredibly welcoming to me from day one. And it's just been so delightful. My kids have been more uneven. Um, uh, one has been welcoming and the other one seems to be protective of me, has seen me go through some rugged relationships in the past and this child is is probably overprotective and a little guarded in her interactions with Pamela um, but she made a my daughter made a big move recently in terms of uh, welcoming a, a three-way uh, dinner together and I think I think she's she's growing um, into acceptance and appreciation for my relationship with Pamela. Um, so that, that's been, that was hard in the early months um, because my daughter was pretty, pretty rigid. Um, but she's, she's softening and she's got her own life too. She's, she's an independent young woman. So, um, so that's, that's, that's been a, that's been a difficult one. One of the four children, let's put it that way. Um, um, Pamela, you want to add on this one? But that, that's a big next step, though, when you have the one who's kind of the the protector 
kind of like go, okay, I see it. I understand. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, and it's been hard, but I think we're, I think it's, I think we're in a good place now. We yeah. be my daughter. So and, and I think now we're in a place where it's, it's going to be growth from here on. So Pamela, what are your thoughts on that? And then I wanted to ask a, another question about that. Um, yeah, I completely concur with what Scott said is um, my kids were like, yeah, we want to meet him. We want to see if he's good enough for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we want to meet him and, you know, check him out. Um, and then they enjoyed him. And um, and his son, I met, I met his son in mid-November and he's a delight. Um, and so we hit it off and then my, his son met my two kids and they all hit it. I mean, they all hit it off. That was, um, we had a couple uh, of activities together, the five of us, that was really fun. Um, and then, you know, I loved that his daughter did say, hey, I wanna have dinner with three of us, meaning her, Scott and I. And we had a great evening. Um, so it was, it was, I, I think he's, you know, accurately portraying that she's taking, she wants to take care of her dad, make sure her dad doesn't get hurt. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing um, wrong with it. I think that yeah. is definitely more of a female characteristic. Um, more so than sons. I think that's more. Well, actually, actually, I, my experience is, when a couple divorces, if there are two children, one protects one and the other protects the other. So even if they have two boys, one will protect a mom and one will protect the dad. And so it just depends. Mm, um, interesting. Uh, yeah, it just depends on who. The, yeah, it just depends. Because, um, yeah, I've just seen that. I've seen that. I've seen my brother very protective of my mom when she dated um, and me not so much. <laughs> This is, of course, way back, but <laughs> but he was very, like, judgmental about any guy. And I was like, oh, this is a nice person. I didn't have that same reaction. So in relation to maybe some other um, dating experiences that you both had online, um, was it different this time in that? you were pretty secure in knowing, oh yeah, like this is, this is something much different than I've experienced before. Yes, most definitely. Pamela's relationship with her children is that is actually a really important thing to me. Um, I had been in relationships with other women and it was a train wreck. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, the, the mom's relationship with their kids and their kids were just flying off the deep end and it was chaos so one of the things i was checking out with pamela was not just her of course but her relationship with her kids and uh i paid close attention to that i don't know whether you knew that pamela i think I've, i told you that and, you did tell me at one and point even yeah yeah even before i met the kids it's just how you know i paid attention to how she interacted with them on the phone and you know was there incredible intense drama the earth ending or was it just kind of you know was it was it a healthy relationship and i was getting all the all positive signs and then when i met them it was just a, a joy um how stable and mature they are um 
And it is really neat that our four kids are all roughly around the same age. They're all, let's say, in their mid-20s, which is really, really cool. That is cool. Yeah, I would say Pamela is an amazing mom, and I would agree. Her kids are... Um, they're pretty cool. very respectful of her and her needs and her um, autonomy and at the same time they like to dabble in her life so to speak um, in... that's probably because I invited <laughs> absolutely well I think I think that's I like I, yeah, a good I, thing they're good humans and you enjoy spending mm-hmm. time with them I can I totally relate to that yeah. Um, that's awesome. I just had another question on the tip of my tongue and my menopause brain forgot it. Um, but thus, this will be a reason why Michelle will have a show on menopause very soon <laughs> on wisdom. <laughs> very, very true. I just had to respond to a question about brain fog. Um, so Eric, how about you? You have anything else you want to ask while oh, I'm yeah, thinking of absolutely. my other question? <laughs> I, th- I think, you know, one of the things, you know, that's important is that they both met at a point in time where they were both looking for a long-term relationship. But I think that dynamic with their children, meaning that their children were both the same age. I think that's so important because even, even though we don't think about this, I mean, I have friends who are in their 50s who still have small children. And I think if I met someone who still had an eight-year-old or a 10-year-old, it's like that whole dynamic shifts so dramatically, you know, with having a small child involved in a relationship. And so I think that was a huge advantage with you both having two kids that were both the same age. But I mean, in terms of like your relationship, was there a point in time where you started talking about short and long-term goals and things like that came up? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think when we started talking about moving in together and um, I, along with that, we would, we would kind of half joke, half serious about the M word. (laughs) And, and, and that was being thrown around at kind of the same time as moving in together. And I think that was feeling, you know, and that probably happened about the six month mark too. And I think we were feeling each other out in terms of, you know, are we, if, if the marriage word is brought up is one of us going to run for the hills. (laughs) (laughs) It's very Uh, true. Oh yeah. Um, But we stayed in there and, and um, you know, we still talk about, well, we talk about, uh, the marriage, but now our focus is more on moving in together as kind of a an evolutionary step toward that. But that's our that's our um, understanding and our our uh, direction that we would like to move in in terms of getting married. Um, when that when that is exactly the time span is is something we actually talked about somewhat recently. Um, so I think that I think we're making a commitment very. Um, uh, known to each other we're not one's not hiding or running for the hills i think we're we're right there engaging with each other well i think and we're, that and goes we're back to the fact that you two were in pretty much the same place um 
both of you had been unmarried for quite a while um, and you've both been married um, to individuals for a significant amount of time mm-hmm. and you kind of knew what you wanted and you kind of knew what you didn't want. I would say, did you have your must haves and your must have not lists? Hmm. I have never really made a must have list. Um, but, but as we got to know each other, it was just, well, where is the, where I would, I would do the, what are the things about him that bug me and I was struggling with finding them so like they just wasn't they they just weren't popping up I mean of course there's you know little things that were different right but they weren't like oh this is a you know this is I'm not sure um but the thing that I think really shifts that is we have an ability to communicate and listen and so there is a focus on if something does come up we talk about it or um, we hear the person out without defending or, you know, denying. We just listen to them and, and then meet them where they're at. And I think that really shifts how a relationship can grow deeper and get more committed because you can, I think I've said this to you, Michelle, it's like, well, we can, we can figure it out. I mean, we can, we can solve it. I don't know what it's going to look like, and, but, we, but we have the tools to figure it out. I would agree with that. And would you say that in any of your other relationships that that uh, was present or was that lacking? For me, it was lacking. The, the ability to communicate uh, face-to-face or on the phone or however you chose and just be able to understand each other well. Yeah. It, it, and it's almost like the ability to listen. Like really, like Scott sees me. Scott hears me that's huge that's huge there's for me there's there's a huge step i think in a lot of relationships when you become an active listener versus waiting to just talk Mm -hmm. actually hearing what the person is saying Mm -hmm. as opposed to just waiting for your turn yeah and so and that I think is a, is a massive step in, in many relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's great when you find someone who is communicating with you on the same level and it's like, and it feel, it feels, I don't want to call it a tennis match, but it feels like there's that, that, that back and forth and there's a flow to it. That's so important. What's the name of your podcast? He said, she said, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he said that she said, then he said that she said, <laughs> Yes, it's I like, think I think Michelle asked about uh, must-haves or or must-not-haves. I have a more straightforward answer to that, and it's based on experience about being burned in relationships. Um, uh, it, these issues are not the the most important, but they're really necessary. Um, and that is, the person has to line up with me politically, the person has mm-hmm. to line up with me spiritually, and the person has to have a healthy relationship with their children. Mm. Those, those, those are important. Yeah, and and I've been in relationships where it was the 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 opposite side of each of those things, and it it is it at first it doesn't seem like it's an issue, but boy, it raises its head. Yeah, one hundred percent. I yeah. would I would agree with those three. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, they're big ones. 
they were all mine as well as um outlook like are you a positive person or a negative person and then last for me was I just knew that I could not be with somebody that was not active because I bounce off the walls yeah and (laughs) sometimes you don't you know, you don't want to have that same energy, but if it's completely opposite, yeah, you, you will just go your separate ways. Yeah, that's an important one, um, that, that their attitude about life, their general attitude, when they're just at home at the end of the day, is it is it generally looking for positives or is it like grinding on the negatives of life, which there's, you know, it's sur- those things surround us, but it doesn't mean you have to be captured by them in in talking to your loved one yeah and it's and it's so it's so easy to look at the negatives for the day too yeah yeah. and yeah and it's like you know and and if that person has the ability to just kind of let those things go when they walk through the front door that's fantastic yeah 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 i always used to say that at my gym to my coaches uh whatever happened on throughout your day when you cross the threshold of this door you are coach whomever and all of that stuff is left there because your job is to make everybody in this room feel energized, happy, and, you know, have fun because, you know, too much of life is spent in the opposite direction. And um, I think the same is true. I mean, obviously all days are not going to be the best, but I think there is some merit in discussing the things that go on, but then ending it on a higher note. You know, it's just like when you're coaching somebody and, you know, you're, well, you know, we didn't do 100% here, but man, here is where you won this week. And let's highlight that. And it's always progress. Especially personal training, especially personal training, because those (laughs) those gains or losses come so minimally, you know, they're just little incremental gains, you know, so. Um, Yeah. Are you you two both live you two both live in the same area? You both live in Huntington? I live in uh, Newport, which is which is about 28 to 42 minutes away from Huntington. Depending on, on what time. Depends on PCH. <laughs> PCH or the 405. Oh, yeah, so 405. one day, Eric, I was flying through the back bay, you know, where that wind tunnel is. Yeah. And we were in a pace line and we're grinding. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's Pamela and Scott. And I, I had to refrain from doing a head turn because I would have wiped out. And then later that day I said, Hey, were you guys on the, the back bay trail? And she's like, you know, I said to Scott, I think that was probably Michelle in one of those groups of cyclists. (laughs) And sure enough, I sensed you. I sensed you. That's awesome. So, So are you now, are you now kind of plan your weekends around each other? You know, being able to see each other, spend that quality time together. That's why, as Michelle said, I disappear. It's pretty much from Friday to Monday morning. I'm not around anymore. I'm with Scott. That's awesome. So, yeah, we 
we plan a, during in the middle beginning of the week where what we're doing and what nights we're gonna hang out together we like to have timeless days so on a saturday or sunday we turn it into a timeless day which means you don't watch the clock and you just do whatever there's no love that Mm -hmm. that is awesome and those days unfortunately seem to breeze by Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it is it's a good and a bad it is a difficult balancing act because i told pamela early on and and she told me the same thing that we, we we should not lose track of our friends um if if we get deeper into our uh, into this relationship and it's a difficult balancing act because pamela has more friends than i do i'm a guy you know and and she has more f- close friends and i can feel that she sees them yeah, less than she used to uh, yeah. so it's a difficult thing we want to spend time together especially on weekends but i i do acknowledge that She's missing out or, or she's lessening contact with some of her friends, including one who's online right now. Well, I will tell you, Miss Pamela, that pretty much every night, Monday through Thursday, you can find me in the hot tub between <laughs> 7 and 8 p.m. So maybe what I there. need to do is just tell you, just hey, need to get to the hot tub, look out your window, look out your window and come join us. But we are... Uh, Neighbor Tim and I are generally there most wow. evenings. Okay. Um, you never gonna you never gonna imagine who you might meet in that tub. <laughs> My God. In our complex. So that, that, you know the hot tub might be an interesting location to have a podcast. <laughs> you know what? We should totally do that. That would yeah. be so much fun. It'd be a little yeah. well, we wouldn't be able to turn the jets on because we wouldn't be able to hear. But I think that's a great idea. Yeah, a hot, yeah, a little hot tub uh, podcast live, live hot on tub. wisdom. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, well, you have um, an hour and ten minutes to get here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're going to make it. Not tonight. I got a bike ride tonight. Oh. So that's 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 kind of what happens all the time. So that's right. So what what going back a little bit further so what were you know you don't have to laundry list them but what was the one thing about their profile that was that was the thing that piqued your interest that was the thing that's like hmm this sounds like an interesting person i really need to can i take a stab at this for on scott's behalf sure (laughs) i have no idea but i'm just gonna guess pam pamela don't shoot me her eyes (laughs) And her smile are amazing. So was it a picture that you saw of her that was like, hmm, or, or what was it? That's going to be my guess, though. No, you're wrong. It was the internal. It was wow. Internalist. It's what she was telling me on her profile and then in later emails. It was obviously a person who cared about life, who cared about other people, and um, and then when I got to know as, uh, her on e- through email as a, as, as a person in, in, as a therapist, it's like, here's a person that deals with other people's internal space. That, and, so, and no, I mean, there to like, help her. first glance, first glance, you were going through her profile. What made you stop and say, okay, I want to know more about her? Well, in terms of the picture, 
Nope. Was she doing something in one of her pictures that you were like, hmm, because we talk about this frequently, like your your profile is like a marketing portfolio. I mean, the, the photo to me showed care. Mm. Uh, there was, it was not, the photo was not superficial. It was not her winging it in some bar with, with, <laughs> with, the, with the guy next to her blacked out on the photo. Yeah, oh, love it. You know what I mean by blacked out. <laughs> yes, we do. And, and, you know, it's not this crazy fuzzy photo of, of her. It was her leaning against a tree. I think that was in your profile, Pamela, or, or maybe that was on your therapy site, but it's a photo of her leaning against a tree and it just showed her as someone who just really cares. Um, I think it, you can see that in her eyes and her smile. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that the, those primal instincts, you know, kick in. You, there has to be that level of attraction, you know, to, you know, we're, we're always looking at the photos and hopefully they have more than one, you know. Yeah. And and then then that's kind of our jumping off point a lot of times. Yeah. Photos that show the person in like a party scene with all sorts of friends and stuff. It's it, for me, it's a real turnoff. So, well. When just you have does... to guess which one it is, that's all. So for me, um, the photo, he was outdoors. And it was like, ah, this guy likes to be outside. So that's important to me. And then reading the profile, I saw a blend that was very uh, attractive to me of intellect and physicality. So physicality meaning... He's, he likes to hike and he likes to be outdoors and he likes to do things outdoors. And so um, that combination was attractive to me. Did he have okay, a picture? This is, this is, his outdoor this, picture, was that of him hiking? I think it was. I mean, I can kind of remember it, but um, I think it was him on the trail, probably on the Pacific Crest Trail. Yeah, I think it was. Oh, nice. Were there any shirtless photos? No. <laughs> Well, heck no. I wouldn't do that. Oh, but wait, you. Scott, did you have one? Did you have one of you dressed in your baseball uniform from back in the day? I did not. No, no that's that's so long in the past. That would be fraudulent advertising. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, Michelle? I was leaving his house and he just picked up a mitt and a baseball as he was talking to me as I was walking away. And it was like, oh my gosh, that baseball and his hand, like were the same. Like there was no separate items. It was and the most amazing thing I saw as he was tossing it into the mitt. It was so natural. It was it was wild. So you could say, oh, yep, yeah, definitely a baseball player. Ah, oh, that's cool. Did, did you play college baseball? Yeah, I played college at UCLA and then two years in the minor leagues for the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, I played I played college at Cal Poly Pomona. Nice. And I actually just got my high school and college glove back after twenty some years. One of my uncles had it. That's great. Yeah, and so that was actually kind of a cool thing. That's great. So ba baseball was my sport until cycling took over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's fantastic. So I would say, yes, the picture is important. I remember this one person in Match.com reaching out to me, um, you know, as a possible match. And I looked at the picture and he's standing there holding a rifle. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, so pictures are really important. 
but he also portrayed a lot about him in that picture. So it was very easy for me to go, nope. Um, so that in that sense, you know, I think be authentic with your pictures. If you're a partier, show yourself at a bar. That's mm -hmm. who you are. You won't, you won't get Scott, but Scott's not going to be a match anyway. So I think that that's, and I think most of my pictures were outdoors, to be honest. I think they were all in nature. I think at the were. beach, on the on the wetlands trail. Well, yeah, I think they were all there. I, yeah, I'm a firm believer that the photos tell a story. You Absolutely. Know, as long as it's not just one photo, you know, as long as you have, whenever I have the opportunity, I always put five or even up to, I think on our, what is it, our match profile, I think I had 19 photos and Michelle had like 20. And, and, and all the different things that we do. So it, it that also paints a picture for people. Yeah. I also think like I, I had a friend who put up, I would have thought it was a little bit low, a low cut top and a, and a pose that was a little bit, I don't know. <laughs> Risque. Yeah. And, and then Locations. she was upset that people were wanting to meet her and it was more physical. And I'm like, well, your photo kind of says that's what you're looking for. And so I, I think I, it I, is really important. I have Absolutely. a long rant on the up high photo shooting down on my cleavage photo. Not his cleavage. <laughs> Not his cleavage, her <laughs> cleavage. And then I equate that picture to the shirtless bathroom selfie from the guys. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's like, or the guy laying in the lounge chair with the crotch shot, kind of like aiming up his abdomen. Yeah. And that is why I that. never wanted, and that's why I never wanted to do online dating because that is what I thought it was all like. And it's, that's not what I was looking for. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and generally selfies don't do it for me at all. Um, it, it's, it's, I find selfies really weird. Um, I want to see it more natural. Somebody taking a photo of the person out doing whatever. Well, that also mm -hmm. means that they hopefully, if they have photos taken of them, that they have friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, if everything, there was, there was one person I went out with and she paid a professional photographer to take all these different situations. And the funny thing is all the pictures were taken in the same park. Yeah. So there's like one of her in a sundress and a hat having a picnic. And then there's another one where she's a little sportier. And then there's another one where she's <laughs> in a business attire. And I'm like, those are all taken at the same park. It's like she paid a photographer to take all these photos. She was working on her marketing profile. She had a great marketing campaign. I clicked yes. See, but see, to <laughs> me, but to me, that's not authentic. That's staged. Yeah. No, that's that's what I call fake happy. Social media is full of a lot of yeah. fake happy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Know? Yeah, and it's just it's unfortunate. So, but so, are you both gonna? Are you when you move in together? Are you gonna find Huntington? Is Newport gonna be the home base? Is it uh, Newport? Newport. Newport's wonderful. Yeah, Newport's looking over the back bay. His house oh. has big windows that look over the back bay. Beautiful. Mm. Oh, that is nice. Fantastic. Very peaceful. Yeah. I'll be it's... looking. I'll be looking forward to that dinner date. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> that might have to happen during the week. The weekends, uh, they're 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 uh, flying solo together. <laughs> That's right. That's right. With the cat and all. Yeah. So. so are 
Are both of you kind of details person? Are you both of you details people? I'm detailed oriented and organized. Yeah, I am too. Um, and and how would you describe me? Uh, no, uh, I believe the question was posed to each of us independently. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, that I, was I, good, Scott. <laughs> I await your answer, Pamela. I love it. So I look organized and detailed, <laughs> but my happy place is spontaneity and not planning. Um, but I can do it very well if I need to. And so people think I love to plan. Um, I would say I'm not detail oriented, but then again, people would say, oh no, I see you do details very well, but that's not my natural preference. That's okay. And, and I acknowledge that I need, I, I need more spontaneity in my life. So I, I welcome the spontaneity that Pamela brings into my life. It's something that I, I knew I needed or I get a little bit too structured. So it's a, it's a win-win. Yeah, it's a good balance because he's grounding for me. And then I, I'm spontaneous for him. Yeah. I, I like to plan for some of the bigger things, but I'm extremely spontaneous when it comes to going going to places i mean i would quit, ask someone that i'm dating you know oh have you ever been to the, have you ever been here and if they go no it's like let's go yeah well let's for go. me um yeah. given that i'm dating california <laughs> as a as a as a new uh resident here i i am the queen of try it all um, at least once and uh, you know be oh that's ready. that's why you brought up Tahoe that's right exactly yes. yeah that I, that ride around Ta- Lake Tahoe is is fantastic it's hard that's the most beautiful lake it's hard because you're at an altitude but that's 72 miles it's it feels like a century so so back east there's not a whole lot to do from really November through May, unless you like to ski, which I'm not a huge fan of the cold weather. Um, And given what I do for a living, if I got hurt, um, it would, it would be a problem. So out here, when you've got sunshine and 60 degree weather, at least minimally 360 some days out of the year, there's no reason to not have multiple things going on. So this was like a, a smorgasbord of uh, activities. And yeah, I don't sit still well at all. Yeah, I mean, we but, have... I can, but I can do meditation. Yes, we have done that. And it's been lovely. And as a matter of fact, I, I do when I'm done. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like torture while I'm in the midst of it, but I know I need it. So, um, but yes, we have had some some good times in in meditation. Mm-hmm. We have. You so. need to you need to do that drive up to Highway One, Michelle. I know. I want to hit Big Sur. Um, uh, if you go up, if you go up Highway One to Big Sur, there's a place called Esalen up on Big in Big Sur. And since you're a fan of hot tubs, they actually have a midnight in the mineral baths at Esalen. Yes. That's actually, 
that's quite spectacular. All right. Well, I'll have to add that to my list. So it's it's a it's a beautiful place. Yeah, we so. can get too complacent in our Saturday morning rides and doing things around here. So I need to I need to get myself back out of the box again. Truth. <clears throat> so, so in terms of like long term plans, I mean, it, it, the obviously moving in together is going to happen probably within the calendar year. Um, yeah. But then after that, it's like, you know, I say that you're, you contemplating marriage and that's, uh, that's fantastic. The fact that two people met online could get to that place is, is amazing. So I actually was reading, uh, this is for you, Michelle. I was actually reading something that, that during COVID that the number of people who were meeting online went from 30 a 30 percentile range to up to 50 percent of the people who are meeting met online oh i believe it because there was nothing else to do there was nothing so why not except surf the internet yeah for sure yeah. hey how about um have you guys planned a vacation together yet pamela well, <laughs> that was dead silent for a second there. Well, we, we were already on. I would say we've already been on a vacation together. Uh, Pamela might not view it that way. We, we went back to Kansas City where she, Kansas City area where she was. Oh, uh, where right. She and for me, yeah, that, so, for me, that yeah. was a vacation. And then Last we were, December, we went yeah. to Kansas City. And in March, we went up to the Redwoods. Oh, up to and... Sequoia National Park? No, the coastal redwoods. Um, oh. the, so if you look at the peninsula, the Bay Area, and you go towards the middle of that peninsula, it's, it's all redwoods in there. So in between Palo Alto and Half Moon Bay is all redwoods. And yeah, so we out, stayed. Out, out like towards Pescadero. Yeah. Yes, we stayed yep. up there. And um, we're, we're being very loose on a. Um, I'm getting a lot of feedback. I don't know if you guys are. Yeah, I am too. Um, but we're we're looking at a possible vacation in September, going to Glacier, Glacier National Park. Oh, um, but we're going to really uh, decide after I get back from a month long vacation and he gets back from a six week vacation. So we both have some, some long vacations coming up, and we want to see if we're ready for another vacation. So. <laughs> Gosh, how are you guys going to manage being apart for that long? I know I leave Sunday and I get back June 20th and he leaves June 25th and could be as gone, gone as long as till August 25th. Wow. Yeah. yeah but didn't you say you guys were going to, you were going to somehow kind of try to meet up with him when he's on his hike? Well, I'm going to take him to drop off, but we hadn't talked about me meeting up with him. No. Is you know how it? they drop food in the middle of the forest? <laughs> oh, yeah. The, there's trail angels. <laughs> they could yeah. drop Pam. The trail angels all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they could drop Pamela, Pamela in a, <laughs> from a helicopter. Are you doing the PCT? I'm doing the PCT again. Last year, I was on it for 540 miles. And this summer, I'm planning up to 700 miles. That's awesome. Yeah. He's going to commune with nature. While his mm -hmm. students are contemplating having uh, Scott as their professor. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm sure. 
that's 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 going way out there i mean it's there's not a whole lot out there to to support you if you if you are not capable so that's yes. that's that's amazing well you probably carry a gps um device yeah, right i'm fully outfitted satellite phone gps all sorts of tracking systems i use so i'll actually i'll be in the middle of nowhere but i'll actually be able to communicate uh every day to pamela uh through satellite phone that's awesome nice. Yeah, it's really amazing. All she has to do, it's as easy as sending an email for her. That's very He cool. will actually have more accessibility than I will when I'm in Uganda on safari. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> he will not be able to find me in the impenetrable forest. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, be, like, I'll, be, I'll be stalking you, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> how, how much Wi-Fi is there in Uganda? <laughs> well, I will find out. <laughs> It's oh like Uganda is ranked 152nd in broadband <laughs> in the world. <laughs> oh, wow. That's not good. <laughs> so that, that's both of those trips sound amazing. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see, you know, I, I think sometimes when you have those separations, it, 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 it actually brings you closer together. Sometimes yeah. you, you realize how much you miss that person. Yeah, how much you appreciate them. And I, I just feel we have such a solid foundation that uh, we'll we'll make it. Yeah, and it'll, oh. yeah, it'll be 100%. part of the, it'll be part of the growing the growing process together. That's yeah, and and she will have plenty of friends to uh, commiserate with while you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she'll she'll get to catch up. <laughs> Forget to catch up on the weekends. That's right. That's right. So are you going with a group, uh, Pamela, or is this uh, part of some other mission? Um, yeah. So a friend of mine um, has invited me as a plus one on a travel agent fam trip. Um, so I'm going with her. And then I know when we're in Kenya, we're with a larger group. When we're in Uganda, we're not sure if we're in a private safari or with a group we we'll find out when we get there yeah I, i've talked to people who've gone to africa and they said it's 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 a it's a life changer in terms of perspective that's what i've been told too so who knows what i'll come back like <laughs> well all, all these all these experiences traveling are good ones absolutely yeah i think it'll be amazing for both of you yeah, yeah. One important thing I've learned in the relationship with Pamela, and I don't think I've ever experienced it before, including in a long-term marriage, was it's not it's not two me's, it's us. Mm. And I think about that a lot. We had a little rough spot over the weekend with some with some issues, and I just stayed in there and I said, you know, what's good for us in this? Instead of you know defending my my stance and et cetera, and I don't think I've ever felt that in a relationship before that that emphasis on us what 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 is good for us as a couple and it's really really uh it's really wonderful Pamela I want to thank you for that <laughs> that that's awesome. super cool yeah yeah early on we talked about there's me there's you and then there's the relationship and so what am i doing that helps the relationship flourish and so if i keep that focus of what can i do to help the relationship flourish 
then when the other person is struggling, um, I'm focusing on the relationship and that's what he's talking about. That's what he did. Well, and, and it made a huge difference in us resolving and coming back together in alignment. Huge. huge well, again, it all boils down to communication. And um, I think that Pamela, given her career, um, is very good at that, obviously, and and getting people to think um, and now maybe that's rubbing off on you and getting you to think. Um, cause I think, you know, it, it takes some time. I don't know. Maybe you, you've always been a little more introspective with regards to your feelings. Um, me, I have always been more of a people pleaser, um, and haven't really thought about things deeply um mm-hmm. so yeah are you are you a, a psychotherapist or uh or do you do your work in social work no i'm a psychotherapist okay very good. but but i would also say that scott is highly skilled in holding space being patient being present um and that makes a huge difference in a relationship huge and he has a, so if an I'm struggling, sense of humor. Because if I'm struggling, I mean, yeah, I'm a psychotherapist, but I'm also a human. I mean, I'm not having my act together some days, right? And um, and he has a lot of skill in, in just being present for me and unconditionally, you know, giving me support and love. And that's big. That's huge. So, Scott, have you been asked yet? Have, does she analyze you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, my ex was a psychologist and people used to ask me that all the time. Does she analyze you? And I go, well, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> typical response when I say, uh, you know, they ask, what, what does she do for a living? And I say, she's a psychotherapist. And their typical, you know, response is you're in trouble. You <laughs> <laughs> can't get away with anything. Is that what that means? I, I think so. I mean, it's just kind of a, a, you know, it's a formulaic thing to say, but it but, is, but it's, it's, it's has a funny part to it for sure. You're in, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> You're in trouble. I know yeah. there's, I know there's one thing I've done to him that comes totally from being a therapist. And I'll go, tell me what your needs are. <laughs> and that's, and that's from nonviolent communication. And it's one of the primary principles. If you talk about your needs and that's how, that's the more, a calmer way to have a conversation is when you share your needs versus yeah, saying well, you need to stop doing blah blah you state your own needs and so i know i've done that to into our podcast michelle i think i need to start asking you that it's like what are your needs right now is it tea is it, <laughs> is it pastries what are you making in the microwave right now because i hear the door closing and opening <laughs> i have been very attentive for the last hour or so and uh, have been very interested in the uh, conversation and our subject matter here. You know, Eric, yeah. when, when, I, when I introduce myself and then people find out I'm a therapist, a lot of times I get the, are you analyzing me right now? And my answer almost all the time is, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not working right now. I'm just I'm as dysfunctional work, yeah. as you are. I'm going to interrupt you. I'm not going to listen entirely. And I'm just going to talk about myself. 
Like, because yeah. I'm human and people put that label on me and think I have everything figured out. And it's like, no, I'm human. <laughs> my my ex, my ex was a, a college professor and, and she liked teaching intra-psych. And inevitably, once a semester, she would either get a young bipolar or a young schizophrenic wanting to try to self-diagnose by taking a psychology class. And those were all the tough ones, <laughs> you know. And so, but yeah, I would, I would get that often too. But it, you know, we, we both had a, a very good uh, mindset about it. I don't feel I'm in trouble at all, actually. I've, I've always wanted someone that thinks a lot internally, thinks about thinks about how they think and self-reflective about, you know, the internal space. Um, that's always been an attraction for me and another person. So, so that therapy part of Pamela was part of the attraction that, um, you know, th there's so many people, well, in my opinion, there's many people that live on the surface and I just don't have patience for that at this phase of my life anymore. So that, that internal work that she does it was and is very attractive to me. I think, I think because of the prominence of social media, too, that that has become more so the case with people than getting depth with people. Mm. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, I think you're right, Eric. That has really shifted that we define connection as a superficial connection, not a depth connection. And which is why I think a lot of people are struggling with anxiety and depression is that we're not getting depth connection when we're on social media. It's very superficial, but it's perceived as, as being more and it's not fulfilling. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, I totally actually, agree with you. I've actually seen people's photo. I, I, I look, I look at people's photographs and, and, you know, and I, I won't say judge, but sometimes I'll see someone's photographs and it's the fake happy, you know, the fake happy photos. And mm -hmm. if they're a close friend, I'll actually call them and I'll just say, hey, how are you doing? And more times than not, it's like they're putting on the happy face for the friends and the family. But the reality is they're struggling. Yeah. Yeah. And that seems to be more prevalent nowadays because people have this outlet uh whether it's instagram or facebook or twitter they have an outlet to say look i'm having a great time you know and it's like but the reality is uh very different from that yeah and, nobody and, nobody wants to share their vulnerability of course um, not and I, but i think that fake happy also translates over to dating sites and sometimes yeah. you meet someone and you and you read someone's profile and you say okay well they sound interesting but then you actually talk with them and boy, it's like, this is a very different person than what I was reading, you know, and hopefully, you know, you don't get in too deep before you find that real person. Yeah. You know, but it sounds like you two are, you're on your way. And it, I think it's uh, great that you met online. It's funny because the first weekend uh, Michelle and I went away, we were doing a century up in uh, the central coast. And then we start, this is where the whole conversation about online dating happened. Mm -hmm. And they, and then they, they made her and Maria, we have to get a Maria reference in. <laughs> it's, it's, it's required by law. Maria, go bring up your profile. And then they took my phone away from me. And then they were like going through my photos. <laughs> They're like rifling through my photos. They're looking at who I matched with. And it was, it was like, 
And I, I think that was the that was the planting of the seed for what would become this podcast. <laughs> some of the some of the stories of Dave were interesting. And varied and varied between all three of us. It's just the interactions. Um, even even if it weren't an actual date, the interactions that may have may or may not have occurred online were well the, the hilarious humorous. part about Maria is that she's been on what did she say? Three different Oh no. Oh, three different sites, but only three one different date. sites. And she's never actually gone on an in person date. <laughs> Oh, well, the one that she was supposed to go on he forgot. never happened. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the lazy fireman. <laughs> lazy John. <laughs> lazy John. <laughs> oh, so then, hey, that brings up a good question. Did you guys have a nickname for each other when you first, when you first met? Like, when you were describing one another to your friends, was it like, hey, um, baseball player Scott or Professor Scott? What we what we had trouble with was at our age. What do I what do I call Pamela? Is she my girlfriend? Right. It's yes. Yes. I'm having that issue right now. Yeah. Is she she my lover? That sounds like really weird too. Partner sounds like partner. Yeah. What do you call one another? I like I like to use significant other. I, I think in person, Pamela, when I introduce you to somebody, I think I do say girlfriend. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah. What, how it do you, feels your... weird when you're in your 50s and you're calling someone your girlfriend because it feels you very know, I, it You know what very... the word I used? And it was pretty early on. Michelle, you'll remember this. I called you my forever guy. Oh, mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I don't introduce. I don't say this is Scott, my forever guy. That sounds really corny. But when I was when he's not around and I was talking about him, I'd say he's my forever guy. I do remember that. I so how do that? you introduce him then? I just I don't I think I just say this is Scott. <laughs> I don't think I <laughs> put a label. <laughs> this is the dude. <laughs> I mean, if my arms around him or I'm holding his hand, they can kind of figure it out. <laughs> yeah. But well, you know what's funny? We went shopping. This was early on. This was in October. It was probably mid-October, so what, two and a half months? No, not even two months, month and a half. I don't know. I can't do the math. Um, we went to Lucky Brands, and the clerk said, oh, how long have you guys been together? And I just put up two fingers because it was two months. So, yeah, two months. And she goes, oh, two years? And he walked out of the dressing room, and he goes, no, we've been married 16 years. And she believed him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's Scott's sense of humor. I love it. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's also a good sign when they know you're together. Yeah. Right. I mean, and they knew we were together. It wasn't like, oh, you guys are dating. They did not think it was dating. They, she that's was shocked awesome. when he said two months. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's like when people are picking up on those cues, that means that you guys are vibing well together. Yeah. True. Yeah. We have fun together. That is mm-hmm. awesome. Yes, you do. Now, we do have alter personalities. <laughs> oh, do tell. Oh, you mean alter egos? What what would we call them, Scott? I don't know. You you started this, so <laughs> what what are I know what you're talking about. All right, wait a second. <laughs> That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we are gonna go to a movie and I am driving to uh, Fashion Island where the movie theater is. And I don't know how it started, but you called yourself Rock? 
I think. And what then I about? said, I, his name was Rock and my name was Simone. Oh my goodness. And so then we just went with it and we just had so much fun being totally different people and just talking like we were different people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, my mind is going to someplace that probably shouldn't right now. No, no, don't go there. That wasn't what happened. <laughs> we went to a movie. <laughs> but it was fun flirting it was a fun flirting way to be because we were somebody else yeah would you like to add to that scott well when i greeted learn when i rock simone i rock kneeled down and oh, yeah. and, and and took her hand and welcomed her to the evening which nice. freaked me out because it was like what are you doing kneeling? <laughs> <laughs> it was fun i like that that's that, awesome. That, that play, that playful, that playful banter. As you get older, if the other person has it, it's fantastic. It's huge, Eric. It's huge, and it's a, a big factor in our relationship. Um, we we get in laughing and giggling moods that are that that don't stop. I mean, it is hilarious what we what we talk about. We're barely making sense to each other, but we're just giggling up a storm, and it's just delightful. It's so it lightens everything. And it, belly make, and it doesn't belly make any damn difference if someone else doesn't get it. You uh, get it, and do. that's all that matters. Exactly. When we when we went to Kansas City, we were visiting my mom, and, and she goes, you guys act like you're in eighth grade. You just giggle and giggle. <laughs> <laughs> I see that as a good sign. It was Me it, too. It was our second date, and we went to a, 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 a <laughs> restaurant, and we sat outside in, in like community tables. And we were eating uh, we were eating lunch, and when people would sit at the table with us, I started by asking them, "Are you guys friendly or obnoxious?" <laughs> and, and I tell you, there's three different sets of people that sat there during the time we were there, and they all took it so well. They thought it was so funny. The first the first two said, "Oh, we're friendly," but the third guy at the end, I said, "Are you friendly or obnoxious?" He says, "Oh, I'm so obnoxious." And we're just, you know, everybody's having a great time. And Pamela's probably wondering about me a little bit uh, in public, but but it, it was so much fun, and everybody joined in on the fun. It was it was really delightful. That is awesome. Aww. Love it. <laughs> it's it's, it's it's kind of there's this weird space right now where it's we're in this COVID still exists, but we're kind of in this post COVID world where. You know, like we were at the Huntington Beach Pier on Saturday and they had this huge, you know, VW bus, you know, show and there were thousands of people out together, you know, and maybe one percent of the people had masks on, which, you know, it's their choice. Yeah. And but it's like but for a long time. And I think I think we haven't talked about this as a country yet where there's probably a lot more mental health issues tied to people locking themselves in their home oh, absolutely. over COVID that have, haven't been addressed yet. You know, and... Yeah. I see and, those, actually. So I yes, know. You are I, right. There's still people that are still kind of locked in. Not yeah. so there's much a lot of, there's a lot. There's a lot of fear, actually. Especially with um, seniors. With seniors, I understand it. I mean, it took it took me some doing to get my mother to get the vaccine. 
And, and basically I had to become the parent. I basically said, okay, well, you can't leave the house until you get the vaccine. Like you're in detention. <laughs> you know, it's so, but it's like, even, even in this, it was funny because uh, I, I went with uh, my girlfriend, Mary, to the Rose Bowl Antique Show. And I've never seen that many people at the Rose Bowl Antique Show. And I used to be an antique dealer years ago. I mean, thousands and thousands of people. And Mary actually got the flu. No. She didn't get COVID. She tested. She's a teacher, so she has to test. You know, she tested herself. Well, it's because everyone was wearing masks, so nobody got the flu. Yeah. And so now you're in an environment where there's thousands of people. And it's like, oh, gee, yeah, the flu. Yeah, we forgot about that. Do you have any more questions, Michelle? I think I'm pretty uh, pretty good. I mean, I, I kind of know a lot of their story already. So if you, um, could, if you could give one hint, tip, whatever you want to call it, to the people who listen, what would be that one thing when you're online dating that would make a huge difference in be, terms of people connecting with the right person be yourself i agree with that 100% and i would, you, I, would, I would say get clear on what your intent is with dating is it to just go out and have someone to go out on dates with is it someone that you really want to build a companionship best friend with um get really clear on that because i think there's so many people out there with different reasons why they're out there and if there was a way we could actually and i know they say ltr and casual and all that but i think in the profile of like what is what is what is it that you really are looking for and i don't know that may require some self-reflection and some journaling about what is it i'm looking for why am i even on this site what is am i just bored am i wanting to have sex am i wanting a best friend what what is it that i'm looking for I agree with that. I mean, I I would, whenever I would see, you know, someone wrote casual or they're just looking for a short-term relationship, I would almost discount that person because that wouldn't, wasn't the headspace that I was in. Right. It wasn't a connection for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important to um, respect that from both sides. And I mean, you're only going to be helping one another, Right. So if one of you Mm -hmm. is in one place and the other one of you is, you know, just looking for a fling, um, why bother wasting that time? I agree with that, especially now that we're at a certain age and, you know, time is precious. Time's important. And who you spend it with is very important. Agreed. Mm -hmm. If you just just be yourself, then you don't have to keep track of all the stories you make up about yourself. Um, That's true. (laughs) This is true. true. This is absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I, 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 I always use this analogy and I say, I go, I tell people when it comes to online dating, I go, all it does is provide us doors and opportunities to meet people that we would never meet in the wild. And it's our choice whether to walk through those doors or not. Mm-hmm. And sometimes on the other side of that door is a Pamela or a Scott and they meet and things are amazing. Yeah. That's right. You're here. You know, and it's, and that's, the, and that's what online dating is. It's like, 
it's funny because when I started perusing the the forties and fifties online dating podcasts, it's ninety percent horror stories. Mm. <laughs> you know, you know, and and everyone has everyone has kind of a horror story or like, oh my god, that date didn't go well. Like, you know, thank God I didn't end up in the trunk of the car. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's but it's like. I, I, Michelle brought it up. It's like, why don't we like really try to focus on the positive and talk to people that actually have had successful relationships? And, yeah. and, and I, I completely agreed. I said, you know, it's, I think people need to hear that there are two completely different people <clears throat> that are 10 miles apart. And the only way they got together was through this app or this website. And, yeah. It's and pretty that incredible. Actually. Has made a difference in both of your lives. Yep. Yeah. And if you're yeah. not, I mean, like you were saying earlier, um, Pamela, like what's the point of being out here? Um, you know, are you looking for that long term relationship or are you just looking for a hookup? And like, I think that's all are, where all are good, but not all are a match. Right. I'm not I wasn't looking for a hookup. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for um, spending time with us. And uh, we both are super excited for you. And I mean, I, for one, better get an invitation. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't, I will hunt you both down. <laughs> and, and we need to we need to book a day for the uh, the hot tub podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I enjoyed being on with you. Uh, thanks a lot yeah, for having us, and, and good luck with continued podcasts for you. We appreciate you both coming on. Thank you, yeah. Scott thank and Pamela. Thank you. Thank You're welcome. You. Thank and you. have a have a wonderful late afternoon or evening. You the same. Thank you. All the best. And enjoy your vacations. I can't wait uh, to hear all about them. That sound amazing. They are going to be amazing. <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right. Well, you guys have a great night, and okay. we'll talk soon. Okay. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello, podcast community. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast. That was episode 15 with Pamela and Scott, a definite success story via Match.com. So Michelle and I are going to have a few more of these interviews in the future, and we really thank Pamela and Scott for their time. And boy, that 90 minutes sure flew by quickly. And... Now, a word from one of our sponsors. Hi, my name is Michelle. I'm a certified personal trainer and wellness coach. I've been in the fitness industry for 28 years and began combining my R3 method with personal training in 2020. I believe through making changes in your lifestyle, you can thrive versus just survive during peri and postmenopause. Until perimenopause, I was able to control my weight through exercise and eating healthy food. During this time, I had many life stressors that were affecting my emotional and physical self. Several months after my 52nd birthday, I hired my own accountability and nutrition coach as I had felt fluffy and stuck with a middle-aged belly and just downright exhausted. I didn't know how to move forward and felt like I needed someone to guide me and hold me accountable. I was ready for change at any cost. 
What ensued was a mind-body transformation, 18 months of an adventure and education in what my body needed as a menopausal female, focusing on all areas of health. A long, hard look at my nutritional needs, the way I was working out, my sleep, my activity level, my water intake, and learning how to manage stress. The result? 29 pounds lost and 13% body fat gone. Restored energy and sleep, stronger workouts, and a passion to help other women do the same. If you are like me, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Michelle with one L, M Fitness, or go to my website at www.mfitnessforlife.com.